How many people remember the day you woke up to see the light? Got a few. I pray that when you come around this time of Easter, it makes Easter so extra special and meaningful, doesn't it? Remembering the day you woke up to see the light and you first believed that Jesus is the Christ and that he's risen from the dead. I've got to tell you, people, it gets every single time I think about it, every, every Easter, it's just so extra special. The day I woke up to see the light. That's what Easter's all about. That's what, it's, that's what we're here this morning for. We remember the day we believed, the day we could believe that Jesus is the Christ and he's risen from the dead. On Friday, of course, it was raining, <laughs> but uh, there were so many of us who got together here this, at six o'clock in the morning and, of course, thoroughly enjoyed being together. But, of course, on that Friday, we commemorated Jesus's sacrificial death on the cross of Calvary where he paid the price for our redemption. But today, Sunday. Today it's Sunday. And of course today we're celebrating his resurrection by which, by which we have been set free. Hello? By which we have been... At his resurrection, we were officially set free, having, having been acquitted of all spiritual charges that were against us. Right now, we sit today completely and totally free, acquitted. Jesus rose again. We've been singing it all morning, John chapter 336 sorry John chapter 8 verse 36 so if the son sets you free you will be free let me hear it you will be free indeed if the son sets you free you will be free indeed absolutely Christ has set us free from the penalty of sin and of course which was Eternal death. I love Romans 8.2. Romans 8.2 says, For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. The law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. We're no longer biased to sin, but now we are biased not to sin. I only got one person there. <laughs> Thanks, Nev. You're right, mate. Can I say that again? Because of all that Jesus has done for us and the way that we now know we have been acquitted completely of every spiritual charge against us, we no longer are biased to sin, but now we are biased not to sin. That's what, that's what goes on on the inside of a human heart when you know what Jesus has done for you. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, the Apostle Paul puts it this way, For freedom Christ has set us free. In other words, we have been completely liberated 
from the works of self-righteousness. Aren't you glad about that? We have been completely liberated from the works of self-righteousness. Now our righteousness is a free gift. A free gift in Christ Jesus. A free gift by faith in Christ Jesus. We are no longer under the covenant of works and law. We've been set free and liberated from all that self-righteous stuff. And now by faith in Jesus Christ alone, the free gift of righteousness, he gives us his righteousness and we've been liberated into that wonderful freedom. In Galatians 5.13, the Apostle Paul goes on to say, Brothers and sisters, God has called you to freedom. God has, let me hear you say it. We've not just been set free, but now he's calling us to live in that freedom. My, my, I pray this morning that as we come around Easter and we understand what's being done for us uh, through the cross of Calvary and how he's now indeed set us free, that we, he is saying, would you please make sure that you live in that freedom? Because Paul was telling them in Galatians right there that he saw how many, they actually sort of knew that Jesus had done all these things and that they were set free, but he was, he was actually saying to them in the book of Galatians, but now I see that you are actually not living in that freedom. And I pray this morning here at Civic that one of the great things that we understand is we didn't just come around to celebrate his resurrection, but we are going to actually do what he's wanting us to do, and that is live in his freedom. Who's with me this morning? We're going to live in that freedom. And James, in James chapter 1, James says that we are now living under the perfect law of liberty, not under the, the old law of works, but we are now living under the new perfect law of liberty. And so we are called to hold fast to that and not go back into the old works mentality, to go back into the old covenant of works, but to make sure that we stay in that beautiful, amazing covenant of grace by which we understand we are set free and we are now living under that perfect law of liberty. So now that we know that and we've been called to live in that liberty, how should we live? How, how do you actually know that you are living in that freedom and, and, and under that perfect law of liberty? I think Peter, the Apostle Peter, helps us to understand this in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 16, the Apostle Peter says, As God's loving servants, you should live in complete freedom. So we've been called to live in freedom. Peter's telling us we need to live in complete freedom. But he starts off by saying, we do that as God's loving servants. As God's loving servants. It's as simple as that. More than anything at Easter, what should be reinforced in our hearts is that we just want to be more willing to love and serve him out of an absolute desire to, to give everything we can, that he would be everything within us and that our lives would actually only be all for his glory. In other words, Peter tells us that we're living to serve God out of love and gratitude, not duty and obligation. You see, under the, works of, uh, under the law of works, 
Everything that was done to serve God was done out of duty and obligation. But today, we sit here and everything we do is a willing service out of a a genuine love for our God and it's done out of a deep love and gratitude for Him. Would you agree with me? Our servitude to God is actually an expression of our deep love for Him. Our servitude to God is actually an expression of our deep love for Him. It's also an expression of the spiritual freedom that we now enjoy in Christ Jesus. Just wanting to serve Him. It's an expression of the wonderful spiritual freedom we enjoy. And it's not done with any sense of duty or obligation. It's done with a complete sense of, Father, I just love you, and out of complete gratitude. Peter goes on to tell us, then, as these loving servants that just want to, just want to give everything we can to God, um, how might we exercise our freedom? It's one thing to say, well, okay, that's good, Brendan. We, we, we know this, we understand because of everything Jesus has done for us. Well, we're going to be the, the, the loving servants of God. We're going, to, we're going to just want to do anything we can for him and we want to make sure that we do it out of a love and a gratitude for him. But see, the Apostle Peter says, yes, but there's more to just saying that you want to be loving servants of God because of all that he's done for you. Look what he goes on to tell us in 1 Peter chapter 2 about how to exercise this freedom as loving servants of God. But never use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Recognize the value of every person and continually show love to every believer. Live your lives with great reverence and in holy awe of God, honor your rulers. So let's look at that again. Number one, what does he tell us to do? Never use your freedom as a license to sin. Do you know, we are here at Civic understand what it means to live under this wonderful covenant of grace. But I hear so many people who don't understand what that means. So many take that word and, and they think, oh, well, we're living under grace now. And so we just do whatever we want to do. And God's such a good God. Well, he'll just forgive us. You see, the Apostle Peter and the Apostle Paul will tell you, if that's how you're living under grace, you don't understand how grace works in you. i got, still only got one person with me down here. Thanks, Nev. You and I are doing good, mate. No, the truth of the matter is, liberty is no license to sin. Living out of this complete freedom and under this grace is no license to sin. In other words, Paul is t- uh, Peter is saying, never use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Never insult the spirit of grace. You see, when we live on this freedom, we don't want to presume on God's grace. Oh, well. We can just live however we want to and, you know, God will just look after us because, you know, he's a God of grace. You see, this is what we call presuming on the spirit of grace and that is actually seen as an insult. In fact, we are now biased to want to live more like Christ than to sin. Who's with me this morning? See, when you really know that you're set free and that you're a loving servant of the Lord Jesus Christ... Well, the one thing you want to do now is you're biased to want to live more like Christ and you want to do everything you you can not to sin. We understand that we do still sin and that when we do still sin, this is what Jesus said, but by grace, for the grace is, 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 is sufficient for you. I've got you covered when you do sin. 
But you see, when you understand how grace works and this freedom works in you, the last thing you want to do is sin. We understand that all things are permissible in our freedom in Jesus Christ, but not all things are profitable. And so we keep on wanting to ask the question, is this a profitable thing for me to do? Under Jesus, in the liberty that I have, it's all permissible, but is it a profitable, profitable thing for me to do? And our hearts would be, because of the freedom we have in Jesus Christ, we would always want to choose what is more profitable to do rather than what it's all permissible to do because of the wonderful grace we have in Jesus Christ. Who's with me this morning? The second thing he said we need to do is live in awe of God. See, when, you're full, when, you're, when, you, when this freedom is at work within you, when this grace is at work within you, when you realize all that has been done for you, you can't but live in an absolute awe of God. And how many people know that every single day it gets more awesome? I mean, the, the reality is, if you're sitting here today thinking, oh, yeah, that's very good, Brennan, live in awe of God. You don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get it, people, because to live in the awe of God, it's like it's, a, it's a, every second moment of the day. You, the minute you start to just let your mind meditate on the things of God and all that he's accomplished in your life and done for us and the way he's paid the price and set us free and all that sort of stuff, all that, it, just, it, just, it just gets more and more awesome. It just can't not be. And so I, I'd pray that this Easter, that, that we haven't just come around and, and you know, t- taken Easter for granted and taken his resurrection for granted and taken all that he did for granted. I know that we've come to acknowledge him, but let's do more than that today. Let's just be people that understand the wonder of who he is and the amazing, awesome God that we have. Would you agree with me? The way we live our lives should shine with a deep reverence for him. And people should honestly see without us even saying a word. They should see that we've been captivated by this amazing, awesome, incredible God that motivates us and keeps us and wants to help us to live our best lives. Are you with me today? Peter says, here's another way you can exercise your freedom when you're loving servants of God, recognize the value of every person. We need to see every other person through the eyes of Jesus. We're not talking about just believers. We're talking about every other person. How many people know that when Jesus died on the cross and he paid the price, he did it for all mankind? All mankind, people, not just those of us who actually got to church today. He loves the whole world. Jesus was given for everyone in the whole world. And and so as people who know what it is to live out of this reverence for God and know what, what it means to have grace working within you, the freedom of God working within you, then when we walk around, how can you not see any how can you see anything else but the value that Jesus has for people? Hello. I pray that today, this Easter. When we go wherever we go, and not just, not just today and tomorrow, but I pray it's just the beginning of the rest of our lives, that when we talk, we see people and we... It, it, yes, I understand that they might, their manners and their behaviours and some of the stuff that they might be doing is, is sort of blows your mind a little bit, but, but then stop looking at the mannerisms and the behaviours and the mindsets. Look at a person and see what Jesus did on the cross. Because he didn't do it just for you. And he didn't do it just for me. He did it for all of them, right? And so, I love that, whoever this, where's that little voice? 
go with that, girl. You'll, you learned off your granddad. Good girl. Recognize. So when you're living in this freedom and you've got this, this desire to serve God, Peter says that you'll start to value every person in exactly the way that Jesus did. You'll see them through the eyes of Jesus. Here's the next one. He says, love your spiritual family. All right, so value every person, but love your spiritual family. You know what? I think it's a great thing, and I would hope that at Easter we're especially reminded on exercising the grace and the freedom by which we have been saved, that we would actually look for things that we could love more with every single one of us that comes along and regards ourselves as brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. That we don't start picking at each other and looking at all of the stuff and all the faults and the things that they're still not right and that's not good and that person's life and, and I don't like that about them and so forth. People, can we just stop it? When, when, we have come, when we have come out of this wonderful grace and freedom that we live in Jesus Christ, we actually come to look for things that we can actually love in people. Have a look around and see something that you can love in every single one that calls themselves a Christian or a brother and sister in Christ. When you're living out of his freedom and you're living out of that wonderful grace, then you start to look for the things you can love in people, particularly the brethren, rather than in things that you can judge them on and and be all upset about their lifestyles. Are you with me this morning? Here's the last one. Peter says to us, as well as doing all those things, we need to look at this one. Honour our governing authorities. Oh my goodness, sometimes you might wonder about that. Sometimes you might think, how, Brennan, how on earth can you tell us that it's a way of you know, exercising your freedom to be able to honour your governing authorities? But Peter tells us this. Peter says that we need to honour our governing authorities because honouring our governing authorities uh, is a way of honouring God's delegation of authority. And if you fully understand how things work, you'll realize that, that all of our governments, at whatever level we're talking about, they're all being there, put there, or God oversights or presides over them. Are we willing to trust God with our governments? Are we? I mean, if you, the reality is, I understand, I understand we're not living in a theocracy, we're living in a democracy. And we understand that there are a lot of things that might be done and said and rules and things that are being made, laws that are made, that we are not entirely impressed by. But the fact of the matter is, the Bible teaches us that when we're living out of the freedom and the grace that we know that's been won for us on the cross of Calvary by Jesus Christ and through his death and resurrection, that we're not to get caught up with all that politics. Don't get up caught up with all the stuff and all the things that are going on. Pray and look to Jesus and continue to believe and intercede for every government leader and believe that God is able to speak to their hearts and that he presides over every one of their meetings. Would you agree with me? We're simply called to honour our governing authorities because we want to honour God's delegation of authority. And so in conclusion, Easter's about freedom. Easter is about knowing what it means to live under this wonderful covenant of grace, under the perfect law of liberty. Easter is about understanding how we just want to serve and love God out of gratitude, not out of duty and obligation. 
And Easter is all about reminding us that as free servants of God, people living out of the freedom of all that he's done for us, we're to make sure that we never lose our freedom as a license to sin and that we're always to never lose the sense of the awesomeness of God and we're to recognize the value in every single person that Jesus died on the cross for not just for those of us here today, but we are to look at things that we could love even more within each other as we come and gather in the name of Jesus. We're not to pull each other apart, but we're to be able to love one another even more and find things even more that I could love about one another. Are you with me? And finally, whatever we do, be the kind of people that can trust Jesus with our government, trust him with our government, Pray for our government. Believe that he presides over our government. Remember that God has put his delegated authority over those who are now governing us. Come on today, around this Easter, would you join with me as we determine that we're going to live liberated lives, live in the full freedom we were called, we were called to live in freedom, that we're going to be deliberate about living these liberated lives, as Peter tells us to, expressing, listen to this, expressing our love for the one who paid the ultimate price to set us free. If the Son has set you free, you are free. Let me hear it. Wonderful God. Lord, we can't just come today and say, wonderful God, (laughs) you are awesome. You are beyond words in, 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 in amazing and awesome. You're just, you're just so good to us. And I pray, Father, this morning as we come and we recognize and remember the freedom that we live in, that we're able to exercise that freedom as you ask us to. That we don't just come as loving servants, but we're able to do the things that come as an expression of freedom. Help us this morning, Father. We want to be those people. We want to take Easter into our communities, not by our words, but by our actions. And by the way that our lives reflect the absolute understanding and revelation that Jesus, you are the Christ and that you have risen from the dead and yet you live in us and it's no longer I that lives but Christ, it's you that lives in me. Father, we pray, particularly at this Easter time, that you will know in our heart of hearts we reverence you we understand Lord Holy Spirit will thank you for helping us to understand that Jesus you're the name that's above every name you alone are worthy of all praise you alone are worthy of all glory and you alone are worthy of all honour and every heart said Amen. Have a lovely Easter. What's the rest of it? Get into your chocolates. Those of you who are into your chocolates, make sure you take the alfoil off. That was a good thing to do. Team's going to lead us in one final song. God richly bless you today.